Welcome to Merkaba Chakras, where we talk Buddhism in the fifth dimension. A Buddha is someone who's awake within the matrix and co-creating with divinity as a soul having a human experience. Each enlightened episode is dedicated to help you level up the energy field of your Merkaba. You can manifest the parallel reality that fits the best version of you. This podcast is for entertainment purposes and does not necessarily reflect the views of the host or replace any medical or legal advice. Now, let's welcome your host, author Von Galt, and her guest. Welcome to another podcast episode of Merkaba Chakras. I'm your host, Vaughn Galt. And today we talk to author and filmmaker, Penny Lavin, about the fifth dimensional healing field that everyone can access within themselves to heal not only themselves, but others. Penny Price Lavin, is an energy medicine instructor, practitioner, and filmmaker. And with that, Penny, welcome to Merkaba Chakras. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm delighted to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited because I've watched quite a bit of your um, the, the documentaries and films that you've produced, and I enjoyed them very much. Um, coming from a background of energy medicine um, in studying different modalities in Buddhism are very familiar, but it's nice to see that the, the Western minds are beginning to accept it as well. So before we get into your wonderful work in covering energy healing, how did you even get into the, the arena? All my life, I've been, I've had a dual path and part of that path is working in media and I helped launch Good Morning America, and I was with NBC Magazine, and I was a, a director of development at 20th Century Fox Television. So I've been in media all of my life. The other part of my path is working with energy medicine. And when I was 11 years old, one of my friend's father was sick in the hospital and he had a heart attack. And she knew I was psychic and she knew I had connections to the other realms. So she said to me, oh, you can do something. So I closed my eyes and I just started to imagining certain colors around him. And I didn't know why I chose those colors, but they just felt right for me. And I brought the colors around him and I held mm -hmm. the energy for about 10 minutes and then I let them go. And then the next day, she said he was remarkably better. What did I do? And I told her. And then I described the hospital room that he was in, where the bed was and the window and all the details. And she said, that's amazing. That was exactly what his room looked like. And mm. at that moment, I realized that I had the ability to go into another dimension. And then after that, I began using color healing on sick animals and you know family members and so forth. And years later, when I learned energy healing, I began with Reiki, like many people. And I loved it. And I did Reiki for a few years. And then I met my husband who teaches one light healing touch. Mm -hmm. And I learned one light healing touch. And that's what I do now, just one light healing touch. And I'm an instructor practitioner with that. And we are an international energy healing and mystery school. And we have schools throughout the United States, as well as Germany. 
Wow, that's that's a that's a that's quite a background in this space. So let me ask you first. So real quick, because I um I worked with parents who have children that have six senses and um, unique abilities when like yourself when you were a child. Um, when you started using color to help heal your friend's father, and you you said you went into a different dimension. Can you explain? what that different dimension um, was like? Well, two things. When, when, I, when I meet clients and they have a, an ability like that that just comes through or they can sit down and play the piano very easily or writing ability very, very young, mm. what I know and what we can all know from that is that that ability came through the, with them from another lifetime. So always, mm. always, or when people have a tremendous phobia about something and that there's no reason for it. So when something is from when it, there's no other explanation and they have an ability or, or a phobia, then I always look at a past life. And what I found years later, um, a very famous psychic came to Los Angeles and I was in the room and then I began talking to the psychic and he said, you know, you were a priestess in Isis's temple and you had uh -huh. many lifetimes in Isis's temple and you used to do a lot of color healing. And I said, well, that's where it came from. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, we used to do a lot of color healing and, you know, a lot of people with skin conditions. And I said, well, that's where it came from, because I just knew how to do it. So what I'm saying when we go to another dimension, when we when we when we move from our daytime brain and we move to another state. So we're moving to a deeper state, an alpha state or even a theta state. We're moving mm -hmm. into a deeper state and our consciousness expands and something comes to us, mm -hmm. then it's a matter of paying attention to that and following it. So that's what I did. So I love color healing. And one of the, I mean, in one light healing touch, we're an advanced, we teach advanced energy healing, but it's, it's really for the novice and advanced practitioners. And it's open to all spiritual traditions and it's non-denominational. And, but the, one of the things that we do is we have like 33 healing techniques. And one of them is color healing. Oh, good. So, I was going to ask that. Yeah, if you teach it, if you teach what, well, you know, okay. So it's one of the things that that's part of one light healing touch as, you know, radiant healing and chakra healing and past life healing and many, many, many different kinds of healing modalities. So we teach people how to heal themselves. But most of the people, many, I'd say a third of the people who come to us want to learn to be practitioners and skilled practitioners mm -hmm. to work on other people. Right. Uh, and I'd say 60% of the people who come to us really want personal healing, body, mind, and spirit, all different kinds of issues. So, mm -hmm. and every year what happens is I see every year there's extraordinary things for happen that happen to people. I mean, one year a lady came and she had fibromyalgia and she mm -hmm. had another student had lymphedema, which is very swollen arms from breast cancer treatments. Mm -hmm. And the doctor said they could do nothing. And she came to the school. It was gone in by the third weekend. Another lady, fibromyalgia and depression, same thing. So when you move the energy, the stuck energy that we're holding, when you move that, things begin to shift and we all hold energy. We all, you know, just a little bit of a background here. Mm -hmm. um, human beings are sponges and we're yeah. all, we're all picking up energy, not only from our world and the traumas and the stresses, but also from core programming, which is the energy that we bring in from mothers and fathers and the collective. And we yeah. hold that energy in our bodies 
in different places of our bodies and it will stay there for years and years until we release it. And so what we do in One Light Healing Touch is we have these wonderful, easy, not nothing is hard. Yeah, these it's not supposed to be hard, so. <laughs> nothing, no, it's not supposed to be hard. These yeah. wonderful techniques and practices so that people can release the stuck energy and open to the higher energies. And as people open to the higher energies, it brings them back into balance and harmony because the body knows what it needs to heal itself. You know, right. our bodies know, but getting to that place of, of where we can bring ourselves into balance so that the body can help bring us into balance is the key thing. Because most people, you know, we, as Bruce Lipton says in the documentary, 95, mm-hmm. five, only 5% of our consciousness is consciousness. Right. 95% is unconscious. And so most people, they have a very hard time because how do you go into those deeper levels? And as Candace Pertz said in the documentary that she really found that mm-hmm. when people go to through traditional therapy, she really saw the brain because she was the founder of psychoneuroimmunology. Right. And she really saw that when you go over that trauma, which we all have trauma, and when you go over that trauma and you go through talk therapy, she actually saw that the grooves got deeper. So she mm. found that many times, I mean, it's helpful to know what's going on inside of us, absolutely. But if you focus on that and you talk about it week after week after week, you're just making the grooves deeper. So it's important to know the issues, but then to find the most efficacious ways of moving that energy out so you can come into harmony and balance. And that is really key. But the other thing I want your, your viewers or your audience to know is that Energy healing has been around for thousands of years on the planet, as you know. I mean, Qigong is 5,000 years old. And the earliest reference to energy medicine is in Greek mythology. And they actually had the, um, according to Greek mythology, the god of healing was Chiron. And he came down and he taught Asclepius hands-on healing. And those old murals and statues of Asclepius actually showed golden hands depicting Mm -hmm. the ability of the body to heal. So we we know we know how to do this. And it's like when we're children, and we, we fall and we skin our near knee and we go to our moms and she puts her hand on us and immediately it feels better. So mm-hmm. it, it's innate. We know it's innate. It's part of how we're wired to transmit right. healing energy. So what we say in One Like Healing Touch is that it's kind of like playing the piano and playing chopsticks. We can all learn, we can all play chopsticks in about five minutes. But if you want to play Beethoven and if you want to play well, then you need a teacher and you need practices and you need some education about it. And that's what we do with One Light Healing Touch. We teach people from all over the world how to heal themselves. And if they want to be practitioners, how to work with other people. Right, right. I, I really, I really do. Um encourage people to learn at least one energy healing modality just for yourself even if you um don't intend to use it as a as offer as a service to people but just to know it for yourself because you never know uh when it's going to be come in handy when you come across somebody who's going to need a quick and I've, I've been in those situations where i'll be walking in a building and somebody will hurt themselves and they just cannot move and um in a very light way without getting too esoteric, I'll, I'll say, have you ever tried meditation? Let's do a quick meditation exercise. And we're, I'm just doing energy healing and facilitating their own energy healing, but they're doing it themselves. And then they get up and they walk away and they're like, well, that was interesting. I couldn't even walk before, but now I can get up and walk. 
And now I can finish. And this was a very important day because this is when I was going to do my job interview and et cetera, et cetera. So, um, so it's always good for everyone to learn at least one energy healing modality so that it's a tool in your tool belt that you can use anytime um, you come across a situation where it could help. Not just oh, yourself, but others. I have a couple of stories for you. Oh, yeah, these stories. So when I was working, I was a producer at the uh, uh, talk show with Geraldo Rivera. And when I was on his show, I had Deepak Chopra on and Marianne mm -hmm. Williamson and all kinds of body, mind, and spirit people. And my husband and I were living in Long Beach, which is mm -hmm. an hour outside of New York. And I was, I missed my train that day and I was a little nervous. And then I tuned in and I got that it was okay. So I took yeah. the next train and I sat down um, on the seat and I started meditating and I suddenly started feeling a connection with the man in the seat in front of me, which mm -hmm. I just noticed. And I thought, oh, this is interesting. Literally the train pulled out of the station and the man um uh got in he 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 got what i forget how you call it but he he succumbed to an epileptic fit mm. and he was thrashing thrashing and foaming at the mouth and thrashing and then i thought well that's why i'm here so i turned on my hands which we teach our students to do which you know about i turned on my hands and i put my hands on him and everybody else in the train car was looking at him and they they had no idea what i was doing they just saw me placing my hands on his body and then i thought well i wonder how long this is going to take and i counted yeah. I counted to 10 seconds and within those 10 seconds, he was calm mm -hmm. and I kept my hands on him until the next station and they had paramedics come in and take him off. So you never know when you're going to use it. Yeah. I mean, in television at Geraldo, uh, one day a, a, a little a boy came on and um, and he was a child and he was so nervous about going on television that he mm -hmm. was sitting there in the makeup chair, you know, and he <laughs> suddenly started having a nosebleed. And oh I, yeah. Okay. So I turned my hands on and I put it on his head, around his head, and and it went away in like five seconds. So yeah. you never know when you can use it. But as you say, life will present itself. You know, life will present many opportunities. So anybody who knows how to work with their hands and send healing energies, you can do it. Absolutely. Right. And you'll have right. many opportunities in life. Right. Many, many. I'll, I that's a really great example because I have the I've had the same exact one um, in college. This was like 25 years ago when I was at the University of Washington, and um, I was late to class for whatever reason. I was late. I'm usually never late. I'm usually there about 10 minutes early, but I was late to class at one time, and um, I was running in late to class, and this this gal, she just got on the floor and just started to have ep epilepsy. And I tried to come up and see, you know, do you, are you okay? You know, whatever. Um, and, and just naturally do the, um, the energy hands. And um, the PA said, no, everybody keep away, keep away. Don't, don't touch her, you know, because that was their protocol. So you can still do it from distant healing. You can still be at a distance and just imagine yourself making that heart to heart connection and just, um, being that one consciousness and because you are that one unique that one unified consciousness you can see yourself as being fine and within like you said 10-15 seconds she came out of it and was just kind of woke up 
Well, and there are so many stories. I mean, one weekend, the students left the class that weekend and they were driving home and there was a car accident and our students jumped out of the car and one person went over to the per to the person working and doing energy healing. Another person stood back working with the crowd that was there to calm them down. Calm them and another person was doing something else. But you just never, ever know. Yep. You can use it all the time. But the other thing, too, that I want to mention is that um, when we give an energy healing, we we teach a protocol and it's called the nine point protocol. And I'm giving a workshop um, July. What is it? July 27th, I think July 24th. If people will email me July 24th, it's called the day of healing. Mm-hmm. And if people want that workshop, it's amazing. I teach distant healing and radiant healing and, um, and scanning. And that's really, really important to be able to tune in to the person that you're working on. But the other thing I'm teaching that day is the nine point protocol. And many people who have attended other trainings said nobody else has the protocol. Well, we really believe that it's really important to have a protocol. So you ask permission at the end of the healing, you release the energy. So you're mm-hmm. not walking away with that energy from the person that you're working with. So it's oh, called yeah. a nine point protocol. So it's very it's wonderful. Our students use it for the rest of their lives whenever they're giving healings. So you, when we do our healing, we love having hands-on. Obviously, with COVID, mm. you can't. We work with students all over the all over the world giving, um, or clients all over the world giving distant healing. So when you're sending, and this is a this is an interesting thing. Beverly Rubick talked about in the, in mm-hmm. the documentary. We know that there, and Lynn McTaggart said it as well, there are now over 150 studies proving mm-hmm. that energy healing works. They're yeah. double blind, they're, they're gold standard studies that prove that energy healing works. So it's no longer a mystery. We know that it works. Mm-hmm. The mystery part of it is how does it work? So, so many universities around the world have been looking at, well, why does it work? And then when they look at, when they use it um, and they test it for, is it a magnetic frequency? And they find, yes, when Ron was tested to be a master healer, they, they used a frequency that was looking at magnetic, which he tested as a perfect healing energy. Um, right. And then they looked at, well, is it, is it electric energy, is it, you know, from electricity, is like from the sun? And then they found in the studies, Beverly Rubick said, that it's also electric energy. And then they, some people are looking at studies and saying, well, is it photon? Is it light energy? And they found that it's light energy as well. So it's and all it, these energies. It's well, all these and energies. Beverly Rubick said, and it's much higher frequencies as well. Yeah. And so what a, what a skilled healer knows how to do, they know how to bring it in and channel it because they're channeling it with their intention and with their hands. And of course, some healers are more accomplished than other healers. You know, they have greater ability to run the energy, so they have mm-hmm. a higher frequency. But the other thing too, and this is really important, it's really, really important. And that's why we teach so many self-healing techniques in the course. It's really important to get yourself out of the way. And mm-hmm. we all have our stresses and our traumas and our issues and our blockages as part of being a human being. Right. And what we, tr- what we teach in One Light Healing Touch is so many techniques and practices to help the, the student release those energies because you can't fill a glass that's already full. You right. know? I have a question for you about those energies real quick. Because you said it earlier too, that pe- you know, some medical conditions that people come to for 
they've gone down the ringer with their doctors. They've gone to various specialists. They've gone through various hospitals. And um, at the end of their predicament, there's nothing more that modern medicine can do for them besides you're you're kind of in this boat that you have to live with it. And um, that's not a that's not an excellent um, position to be in because most people who are in pain or suffering from some kind of ailment want it to go away. And so then they finally start looking at energy medicine and looking at different modalities for it. And let's say they come to you, um, Penny, or to Ron for assistance to learn to do it themselves or learn to do it for other people, whatever the, the case is. But you said earlier that sometimes some of these come from traumas that are kept within our energy field um, from past lives. And the more that you address that dense issue or even some issues that are held in this life that are stuck within our, our energy field, um, they just stay with us until we address it. So are many of these, have you found that um, many of these cases, it goes to life traumas that have manifested in these dense issues that cause um, unease in the body? Well, just a little, just backing up a little bit, human beings are sponges. We're constantly absorbing energy from other people. We know when we walk into a room, whether we feel good in that room or mm -hmm. we don't feel good, we're constantly feeling into the energy in our world. Do, do we feel safe? Do we feel good? Mm -hmm. Now, when something is a trauma and it happens to us, we go, <gasps> And we literally take it in because yeah. it's traumatic. So we have the normal stresses in life. We have the traumas and we have programming from our parents. Do this, do that way to be successful, to not right. you know, do. And all of those, we call it programming because it's not our essential self. Right. Our right. essential self, you know, we, we, we learn those things in life and we learn it at a subconscious level. And so this energy is held inside of us for years and years and decades until we release it. And what we teach is about the, all the different kinds of ways that we can release it. And most people don't even know that they have it. They just feel stuck or they feel yeah. numb or they feel distracted or they, 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 when we see people many times, we see that their consciousness is not in their body. It's in the past with regrets. We'll look mm -hmm. at them and we'll see it in the past or we'll see it in the future making plans. But the moment their consciousness comes into their body, it gets very uncomfortable because of all this other stuff that's there. Yeah. So they don't know that. So what we think yeah. the most important thing is learning how to clean out, learning how to clean out and release and open to the higher energies. And so yeah. it's a constant process that we do all through the school of releasing and opening to the higher energy. <clears throat> but some of the, getting back to the past life, Life. Some of the things that we're that we bring in that are really blocking us have to do with past life energy. I mean, one student one year, she was saying, I can never wear anything around my neck, not even a little scarf, not even. Uh -huh. And then when we did the work with her in the classes, someone saw her wearing a little slave collar. Mm hmm. And they yeah. helped her release that and she released it and she saw it and she let it go. And then she was fine after that. Another woman, she always had feet problems and she was always seeing doctors about her feet. Mm -hmm. And then in the work, they saw that, oh, well, she was she was a, a, a little geisha girl and she had her feet wrapped. Mm -hmm. And then when that got addressed, 
her feet problems didn't go away entirely, but they went away about 80%. Yeah. So it's absolutely fascinating. But also too, in this life, one, a lady came to me, uh, she was, she came to the school and she said, you know, I'm always carrying this sadness and I don't know why I have this sadness. I have this lovely husband and really sweet children. And I had nice parents and I have no traumas. I don't know what it is. Where did it come from? Yeah. So I was working with her and I connected with it, that it was very, very old. And I saw her as a little, little baby, like in vitro. Mm. And I was connecting to it. And I said, something to do with your mother. So she went back after that weekend and she spoke to her mother and her mother told her something she had never told her before, that when she was in vitro, her mother's brother had died and her mm. mother was crying for nine months. So mm. this, play, this dear woman was sitting in the sea of sadness for nine months. And when yeah. that got addressed and released in that one weekend, her life changed. Yeah. And she was never at that place of holding the energy because sometimes when you feel the sadness or something, you think it's yours, but yeah. it's, not. it's programming. It belongs to someone else yeah. and it's a matter of letting it go. Yeah. Well, that goes to the whole connectedness. Everybody's connected to each other, whether they like it or not. We're energetically connected because... I mean, in Buddhism, we, t- we say, I don't know how many times I say this over and over again in every single episode. We are energy. That's what we are. We are energy. These are the avatars in which we are playing out this storyline for our own personal experience, uh, for whatever intention it was, growth, enjoyment, etc. But we are also, because we're energy, we're tied to these different lives and they all, play, they all build up and they play into the one that we are now. Um, however, many people aren't really present in their bodies or present in their lives because like you said they're either looking backwards or they're looking forward but they're never in the present moment but the reason that they're not present is like a few years ago remember the wonderful Eckhart Tolle here be here now record Tolle book be here now mm-hmm. and our students said what do you think of it and so we read it and we said he's definitely an enlightened person definitely but the the teachings about being present their eternal teachings and Buddha talked about the importance of being present but what we know is that he was missing something very significant you cannot be present if you have all this other stuff of the sadness I'm not worthy and the Mm. fear or the anger there's no way you can be present you must first release what to address it you get to address it you must yes yeah so uh, like again our reality that we that we create is just a reflection of what is inside us. So there's a lot of un, um, unclear things inside us that we're manifesting and carrying forward. So let's say this, let's say you, let's say somebody cleans up um, past life um, traumas that they've held it within their incarnation that's coming out in these different ways in the body or in the psyche, but they pick up issues and traumas in the current life how can they let's say they address it and they know it's because like your client who um she had picked up that sadness from gestation in this current life let's say they address it how can they learn not to recreate it over and over again for the rest of their life because that's one thing that's chronic in many people is they recreate the same life lessons right having the same ailments over and over again absolutely and I want to address, before I'll go to that uh, question, but I first just want to say the concept that I love Einstein's quote, the field is everything. Mm-hmm. The field is everything. I mean, he said he has so many wonderful quotes, 
But the way I take it, the field is everything, is that what we are, what we are radiating out, our sadness, our fear, our joy, our love, our anger, that sadness, that, that field that we're radiating out, and you can't not radiate it out because we're alive and whatever we're holding, we're constantly radiating out. Which we're is energy, why, energy's constantly we're energy, beaming. We're constantly radiating it out. So who, it's like, you can't hide from people. Even if mm -hmm. you don't say anything, people are feeling that energy yeah. that we're radiating. But as we're, if you look at this, since the field is everything, that energy that we're radiating out, wherever we go, there we are. So mm -hmm. we might move, we might travel, we might go to a new location, but that energy that we are, that we're radiating out, it comes with us. Yeah. So we're not going to have a new environment. We're not going to have a new this or new that or new relationship because we're, we're constantly creating whatever we're radiating out. So yeah. the most yeah. important thing is just like we take showers all the time or baths or something, we, showers really clean. You have to just do the work on a regular basis. So the in answer to your question, we have in One Like Healing Touch, we have these amazing techniques to help people clean out and release energy. But we also teach that as a daily practice, begin to do the six positions, begin to do running energy, followed by meditation. Now, it's really important, we, we teach that it's very important to do a practice before meditation, because some people, as you know, some people have a real hard time meditating and they, they can't, they can't get into the space. Well, they can't get into the space because this other stuff is in the way. Mm -hmm. But if you do a practice first, and at the end of the program, I think you want me to do lead running energy, which I'll do. Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you, if, you, if you do a practice first and you release the energy and you help yourself come into balance and you then meditate, you can have a much more effective meditation and you can get into the space. So right, that's right. a really important concept. And you do it for the rest of your life. I mean, you clear something up and then you do something unconscious, you know, and you can have karma and you have to then clear that up. So it's a matter of waking up. And I think more people are waking up today than ever before. It's a really a matter of, you know, knowing what you're feeling and knowing what you're thinking and knowing what thoughts you're sending out into the world. And is it joyful? And is it for the highest good? Or is it anger? Or is it sadness? Or was it resentment? It has to do with really being conscious of this energy that we're feeling and thinking. Right. And because we're sending it out into the world and people who are interested in environmental consciousness, let's look at ourselves. What is this energy that we are sending out in the world? Are we contributing to a greater good or right. not? Well, everybody's responsible for the rhetoric in which they, they put out there, the thought forms in which they think out there. And exactly. um, you're going to get exactly what you are. If you don't like what you're getting, maybe you should look inside and see what, uh, what unconscious programming are you sending out? Exactly. Um, and most people, most people don't know the unconscious programming. I mean, that's why, that's why in One Light Healing Touch, we have these wonderful techniques that go beyond the conscious mind. Because lots of times, you know, someone will come to us with a session and they're sad or they're lost, but they have no idea why. So you have right. to be a detective and you have to go to those deeper levels to help release it. Right. Now you produced, um, you produced a documentary, The Healing Field, Exploring Energy and Consciousness, which features your husband, Ron um, Levine, and Dr. Bruce Lipton. And it inspired you to write your book, um, The Healing Field, Exceptional Healing Practices to Change Your Life. So I, yeah, there it is. So um, it's a great book, but 
and you you offer a lot of different courses as well. So there's there's a lot to choose from. Um, you'll find some. Everybody will find something. But um, we've been talking about this healing field. So let let's let's quickly define your interpretation of this healing field because in Buddhism we call it Christ consciousness. It's the crystalline consciousness of more light, which is basically source of God, Allah, whatever you want to call it. It's the same light that's in everybody and every sentient thing within samsara, within creation. And whether you tap into it, what level in which you tap into it is a personal choice. It's for your own, um, it's a choice of how much more you want to um, incorporate into yourself. Or you can continue to stay at what level, whatever level consciousness works for your, your individual expression of source in yourself. So that's the Buddhist understanding in short. What, what is your definition of the healing field? Because we're talking I about the same thing. Well, I, I, I love what I love what you said. And, and, you know, as we as I mentioned about the uh, all the studies that are going on around the world about what is healing energy, when you when you get to that vibration, you know, which has been studied now, we know the mm -hmm. vibration magnetic electric light energy, when you get to that vibration, and you are then able to embody it, and then send it out with joy and with love and for the greatest good of all. So you can help yourself and you can help others attain their highest and best and help people fulfill their purpose for being. We really love helping people to fulfill their purpose for being. So they're not living the life that their mother or their father or society wanted for them, that they're living all we listen, all we have is our time and our energy. And mm -hmm. if we use it on something that takes us down a path that does not feed us and is not for the, our greatest good and for the greatest good of others, then eventually we get to a point and we say, wait a minute, this is not making me happy. I mean, mm -hmm. most people come to the healing work. Most yep. people who come to our school, they come to the healing work because they're at a crossroads. They've lost, you know, they've lost their job. They've lost their, their mate. They have a health problem. And they say, okay, what can I do differently? What can I do differently? How can I change what's going on in my life? And because most people don't get there unless there's a crisis. Well, they need to be shook. Something dramatic happens in their personal life that shakes them up. And then like cancer, for instance, is, is an ailment that really wakes a lot of people up into how they've created and lived their life and how they want to change it. It really, it is, it's really transformative for many cancer patients. But um, the thing also is that, like you said, everything that, that we do and create is based off of unconscious programming that we have accepted. So let me give you an example that I see very often and I, and I wonder what your thoughts on, on this is. Many people, live they they live out the type of relationship that they were exposed to by their parents whether it's good or bad many people choose a type of career that they were influenced by with the from their their childhood from the parents it wasn't their choice it, it was a choice but they unconsciously unconsciously recreated the same marriage the same career the same lifestyle and then at some point when they look at their family history from generation to generation um we're just repeating the same storyline so how much of your actual authentic life are you really creating and living because all you're doing is recreating patterns that you've picked up from your childhood and from the and your parents have did the same thing and on and on and on so um that's what i've noticed with um with people what what are your thoughts of unconscious programming that people pick up from generation to generation to generation that may not work for them, that comes out in their body? 
Well, I think that's really, really key. And, you know, there are many family therapists who talk about family patterns, generational patterns, or generate, Bruce Lipton talked about generational patterns with mm -hmm. cancer or diabetes, different kinds of family illnesses. So they can look at it on the physical level. What right. we look at it is the energetic level. Mm -hmm. That energy that that mother or their father, I'm not good enough, or I'm angry at the world, or you've got to do something to them mm -hmm. before they do it to you, whatever kind of thoughts that as they are projecting that to their children, because mm -hmm. they can't not project it because they're alive and they're always projecting it. Well, they're, they're doing it unconsciously too. Unconsciously, many their children, their children yeah. are picking it up. And there mm -hmm. are many men that hold grief about all different kinds of things. Men right. really hold grief. And as they are holding it, they don't even have to speak about the being at the war, that kind of experience that happened to them that was so tragic. Right. But as they're holding the energy and as they're radiating it out, every single person in that family is feeling it. Yep. So they yep. will they will start feeling and they will feeling the grief and they don't even know why they are, but they picked it up from their mother or from their father or from the grandmother who's living there who has a lot of sadness. Mm -hmm. So as we pick up these energetic patterns, that becomes before the family therapists that are talking mm -hmm. about, you know, family patterns in their in their um, in the way that they talk about it with with psychology. We look at it, we can see it energetically, and that's why it happens because, you know, as Bruce said, you know, before the age of six, children are downloading all right. the information, you know, so you learn how to be a child in France, you learn if you're living in a Trobian right. Island, or you, you download all that information yeah. from your society. You learn what is acceptable to adapt in that society and, and, yeah. to live and survive and you mm -hmm. have to download all of this because you want to be able to get along and survive in that society so it's all downloaded mm -hmm. and you have no ability we have no ability we're, we're you know up until the age of six right where you have no ability to say well i just want the good stuff i don't want the bad stuff just yeah. give me the good stuff we're no we're downloading everything 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 and so we get to this point where and this is what's really filled us and then we feel these feelings and think these thoughts and think they're ours but they're not ours it's yeah, our yeah. mother's thoughts or our father's thoughts and so we live our life and we get moderately happy or very happy and we get to a point where there's a crisis and even if we've we've achieved everything and we've right. achieved the money or the success and we get to a point and we say wait a minute there's an emptiness here and that's a yep. crisis of the soul and they say wait yep. a minute this is not filling me this is not what I want. And that's when people begin to turn to people like you and to us. And they say, I, there's something wrong here. There's something that I want more in my life. And then they begin to seek alternative modalities. Right. They, they, they seek a pathway to make that connection to consciousness. Right. Because that's the empty hole. Because you're just a fractal expression of the one being in everybody. So right. you, you're trying to fuse that connection. You know, um, the, you know, I, I'm a lifelong um, Buddhist and been studying a lot of modalities of en energy medicine in it. And the thing is, is that the earliest um, Western models of psychology and psychiatry, um, the, the founders of some of these earlier models actually studied like Moritz um, hyp hypnosis um, and earlier practitioners of Zen Buddhism. That and, and when you go further and further into Buddhism and understanding buddhism it's basically 
earlier forms of psychology and understanding how it is that we create our reality from within um, our thought processes that we have previously or um, that we learn through society um, and also how not following through with the things that are good for us is what creates imbalance in our bodies that because our bodies trying to tell us and that's basically what we're doing over and over again is our consciousness from within us is creating the manifested form in which we experience so we have to continue to understand ourselves to understand why we are making these projections so let's Absolutely. yeah so let's switch focus and talk immunity because immunity is like the hot word right now um and i I, I really do wonder if um, there is past life trauma from previous epidemics and um, pandemics and viruses that people have had in previous lives that they have carried forth in this one. Because some people, this the, the current pandemic um, really triggered a lot of um, interesting human behavior in people that I've never seen before on very rational people. So I wonder if there's some kind of like give me some example. What are you talking? Oh my about? goodness! Um, so just just you you can call them hysteria or you can call them overcautiousness. Um, I've seen people who were very very logical doctors, you know, average, you know, making recommendations to their patients and so forth. But the minute they go home, it's um, it's it's an extreme. It's an extreme paranoia about um, everything. So I'm not gonna go into too much detail, but just imagine hysteria, mm -hmm. okay? And I wonder if it was triggered, if it's some kind of past life trauma that's triggering the excessive hysteria around a pandemic. So, um, because even medical doctors and nurses who study this know about immunity and about health, but the way some of them are, are treating the pandemic it's almost like they have thrown that stuff out the window and have just got into uh, an hysteric fear mode with themselves. So, um, and so let's let's talk about how you can explain how our emotions affect our immune systems, according to Dr. Candace Pert's psychoneuroimmunology research. Because I saw this, I see this now, like logical doctors and nurses, I live in a community where there's a lot that live in my neighborhood, um, who know all this medical stuff. And yet the human nature fear aspect comes into play and they're over emotional about and over paranoid, even though they understand immunology. What is your well, thoughts about that? It's, it's uh, you know, the logic, who can explain when people are illogical, part of human beings, we are illogical. But the other thing I want to mention about psychoneuroimmunology, so it was founded by uh, the, the research and it was uh, by Dr. Candace Pert. And what she found in her research is that when we think a thought or have a feeling there is a molecule that gets created in our brain. And if we remember like when we're in sixth grade and we used to diagram a sentence and it would go this way and that, you know, we would die. And she would found, she found it, she identified about 180 molecules, major mm -hmm. molecules of fear, fear, sadness, delight, love, joy. 
And she found that the moment that this is created in the brain of this thought or feeling, in a nanosecond, the brain, the whole body, because we have receptors all over our body, and so that thought or feeling floods the body. Mm-hmm. So as we are constantly feeling that we're not just thinking the thought or feeling the feeling in our brain, but our whole body is receiving this. And as they talk about, you know, every seven years, we make a new body and new mm-hmm. bones and new muscles. We're constantly making a body constantly mm-hmm. by these thoughts and fears. And as you look at people, you can tell When you look at a body, if a person is twisted up in anger and resentment, their Mm -hmm. body is far different than than a person whose body is open and flowing and with love because they are there, they have a very different body configuration. But back to the fear again, is that we live in a very special time, right? We're having this mass pandemic, and this is a time where we also have mass culture. I mean, with with there have been pandemics, you know, since time memorial they're right but this time with mass culture and the fact that a little virus can be in one country and in one continent and two days later can be you know in another continent and the fact that you then have today you have social media which has done so much disinformation and feeding so many fears and people who pay attention to social media buy into that and that stokes those fears. And then mm-hmm. they talk about it and they stoke those fears in other people. And we're alive, we're receptive. So we feel the fear. There's right. so much fear that people have today and is constantly getting stoked. You know, many people say who are, who are tuning into this, they say, turn off media, turn off yeah. the news, turn off the Facebook, yeah. turn it off and don't look at it because it does no good at all. Pay right. attention to the news sources that you like that give you truth and give you honest information but all the rest of it all the rest of the other sources pay no attention because that has an effect on your body an effect on your mind Mm -hmm. and know that you're doing damage to yourself and know that when you are around people you know like when you're around people where you, maybe you're with a new group of people and you, you're feeling a certain way and then you're with a new with a, a new person is in the group and you start feeling tireder and tireder and tireder and you have to go home and sleep and you feel like you've been with an energy vampire and you yeah. are. Yeah. And they don't even, I think many people don't know that they suck energy, but they do. So Mm -hmm. what's important in this conversation we're having is for people to know is that even though you don't see it, it is absolutely real. You feel good. You don't feel good. You feel de-energized. You feel energized and know that you need to take care of yourself so that you need to spend, we all, all of us need to spend more time in environments that can help us keep a healthy body and you know right get good, good company proper exercise and good thoughts we need to do that as much as possible because our environment has an effect on us and when we're in an environment where we have to be with a family member who's very negative or something and <laughs> yeah. we have no choice because he's you know crazy uncle whatever it's really important when you leave that environment to use the practices to release the energy so that you right. can come into, into um, a balanced state. And that's one of the things we teach in One Lay Healing Touch. Just keep releasing the energy. It's like you have to, you can't get clean by thinking about taking a shower. You have to actually go in and take the shower. Right, and right. One Lay, 
Yeah, and in One Light Healing Touch, we have about 50 self-healing practices and sound work and breath work and movement and sacred ceremony. And we know we have to do these so that we can help move the energy. Right, right. So you offer a lot of coping skills for how... how here's the thing. So um, <clears throat> when, you, when people see themselves as energy manifested into form, okay, then the thoughts that you pick up the information that you pick up, if your energy and you're picking up information from social media, from TV, from whatever, and it's really, really um, making you fearful, it's making you paranoid, guess what? You're just feeding yourself junk food. Yes, okay? exactly. You're just feeding yourself junk food because we're energy. So how do you feed energy? You feed energy with information. So whatever you choose to inundate yourself with is what is going to manifest in your body. That's a Buddhist understanding of how consciousness creates reality. So exactly. you have to be mindful for what kind of information are you feeding yourself? And I, I have been, um, because I'm from, I'm from Everett, Washington, which is 20 miles away from Seattle. And it was where the quote, quote, first recorded um, COVID-19 client was recorded. And the young um, professional man, he was just fine. However, the Seattle flu study here in Seattle was picking it up all throughout 2019. It was already flying around. People were already doing it. It's actually scientific. You can look it up. Everybody can look it up. Seattle flu study picked up COVID-19 strains in 2019. And I know very many people who had the symptoms and had gotten um, tested and they have the antibodies in 2020. When they first started offering it out. So there's going to be a, quite a conversation about this experience that we've all gone through once we go through this. And hopefully we can learn some valuable lessons. So if in your lifetime, another one of these pandemics come through, we can learn from things. So there's this robust conversation right now about COVID vaccine passports and vaccine privileges. And I wanted to get your information and your thoughts on how energy healing plays into this, because in our society, um, people are advised not to get, there are people who are advised not to get the COVID vaccine, such as COVID long haulers, um, people with pre-existing conditions that use prescription drugs, which may not mix well with the current uh, vaccine or medications effectiveness, and others like myself, whose doctors actually advise not to get any kind of flu type um, shots because I had a paralysis on my right arm for a couple of hours the very next morning. And he said, that's extremely rare, extremely rare um, for anybody to do that. But we, he has had a couple in his medical history that has had this reaction. But for those people, um, it's not recommended for you, but it is extremely rare just to preface that. So and, um, and, you know, when they offer the vaccine to people who work in healthcare or caregivers, my, my brother, he's handicapped, and so I'm a caregiver for him, I filled out the questionnaire. And at the time, the questionnaire for um, the state agencies for disabilities, one of the questions was, have you ever had an adverse reaction to any kind of vaccination, including the flu shot? And I marked yes, and it said it's recommended at this time that you skip it. So I tried in multiple ways to get this, to, to toe the line and, and follow it. And for whatever reason, I am not. And that's fine. I, never, I don't have an opinion whether people should um, get vaccinated for COVID or not. It's personal choice. I respect that. However, 
with the with the case of um, vaccine passports and vaccine privileges, that's where there's this robust conversation. So, um, what are your thoughts on different countries or areas of the United States looking at vaccine privileges? Well, first of all, I want to say when the vaccine first became available here to where we live, we live in um, Dutchess County, New York, in the Hudson Valley. And Ron and I both said we didn't want to get it yet. We wanted to wait. <clears throat> and then in March, we meditated on it and we got a yes. So we always follow our inner guidance and we teach our students how to follow their inner guidance. So we got a yes and Ron got the Pfizer and I got the Moderna and we took a couple of homeopathics beforehand because mm -hmm. there are a couple of homeopathics that uh, a wonderful lady who did a book um, on homeopathy, um, she suggested, let me read this off, or maybe you're going to put this on your, your, your site for your, your listeners. Mm -hmm. um, there are two homeopathics that she said um, that really reduce the reaction that people have when they get vaccines. So whether it's the COVID vaccine or a flu vaccine, she's really found that there are two homeopathics that are really helpful. And um, hyper hypericum perforatum, and the other one is lidum P-A-L-U-S-T-R-E. And if anybody wants to email me, I'm pennylavin at gmail.com and I'll send this to you. Or maybe you'll put it on your website. Yeah, your I'll put website. it on my website. Um, Good, do you website. have it on your website too, in, in case no, people want to no, get that? I send this out to our students. Oh, okay. But when Ron and I, uh, I followed the protocol, when we got our uh, vaccines, it said to take this um, um, every, every half hour or so before the vaccine. So we took about four doses of it. You know, it's the little tiny pellets, you know, you take them. And we had no bad reactions. I was just a little tired after my Moderna, but mm -hmm. I was fine. And now that we've had the vaccine, um, we've begun seeing our um, clients who come to us in person. So we've, we've seen our first in-person clients recently, mm -hmm. which we're delighted with. And I've been holding my schools on Zoom for the last year and students from all over the world come to see us on Zoom. And next spring, I've scheduled my first in-person school so um, that'll be next spring because we want to be protective of ourselves and also protective of our students. And the thing about vaccine passports, um, more and more places will probably, you know, Israel has it and they're requiring the passports. And there are a number of places that are going to require it because they want the people to feel safe when they're there. You know, there are many universities around the, uh, in the United States that are now saying they want their students to be vaccinated. They wanna protect those students and the other students. And we're gonna see more of it. And of course, there are many people who can't get vaccinated for the reasons that you gave. And, um, and that's, gonna be, that's gonna be difficult for those people. I mean, I so, know many, so, I, I, we have many students in One Lay Healing Touch practitioners who have other kind of conditions who can't get, who, who should right. not get the vaccine and they're not going to. Right, so with regards to um, people who have, because in, well, in the United States, for example, all 50 states have leg legislation requiring vaccin vaccinations for students, for the, 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 the major stuff, but there are exemptions from state to state and all school immunizations grant exemptions to children for medical reasons. Um, so, you know, people can look that, people can look that up, but what, 
so there's going so there so for many people who want to get vaccinated they can get vaccinated for this and other things and i'm going to put your information for the homeopathic so if people want to use that um to kind of address their concern or just as a extra precaution yeah, they're going to I'll get put it up on the website it will help them yeah yeah so them. i'll put that up on the website but for the people who have legitimate exemptions medically um wouldn't those um privileges or passports create or marginalize these people taking well, away their ability to participate in society i mean i, I don't is know that okay you might you might be jumping ahead putting the cart before the horse because there are so many um companies drug companies in the united states that are really trying to work with effective treatments you know there's the, the, the there's the monoclonal antibodies there's the um and there's another treatment that i sent you um that 60 minutes that is story on it was it, it was a drug that was used for depression and um, a man in California who owned a horse race, he looked a uh, horse track, he, um, he tested all of the people who worked for him and they all had COVID. And he said, oh my God, what can I do for my poor employees? Mm -hmm. And he found this drug that used to be for depression. I, I sent it to you on the paperwork. You can put it on your website for your listeners. And it is wonderful for an anti-inflammatory. Mm -hmm. And so now the CDC is studying that. Well, there, we're going to have so many different kinds of treatments. So for people who can't get the vaccine, there will be more and more and more kinds of treatments that they can get. So if they do get it, that they can get a, a lesser, um, you know, um, a, a less harsh version of COVID right. because right. it's something that, you know, you want to be able to not 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 get severe COVID for sure. Well, this is going to be a conversation that's going to continue continue going on because um, not all countries are going to require uh, a vaccine passport or privilege. Most of Southeast Asia do not. Most of Africa do not. Most of South America do not. I have no intention to go to Israel, but um, the, the, this would be interesting to see kind of how this plays out. But let me ask you this: How does the healing field address these two batches of people? My minority being the ones that are not going to benefit from the passport or the vaccine privileges? Well, two things. It's important to, we're body, mind, and spirit, right? Mm -hmm. So we have to do whatever we can for our body to make it healthy, cut down sugar. We all have, we all eat much, much too much sugar in this country. Mm -hmm. And sugar is the number one thing that suppresses, it suppresses the immune system. So we have to make sure we exercise. We have to make sure that we keep our, our weight in a, in a, in a good, uh, in a good weight for our body. So that's the body. We have to make sure we get enough sleep. We have to make sure that we do energy practices so that we can release this fear and release these issues that we're holding on to and open to the higher vibrations. And as we open to the higher vibrations and keep ourselves in balance, we raise our level, we raise our response mm -hmm. so that we have a greater immune protection. They've done studies, Beverly Rubick did studies on this, and they found that when people have um, when people have a low, depressed, angry attitude, the little, the little um, bacteria grew. Uh, and when they, sent, when they sent healing energy to it, it lessened. So we know that when we're having viruses really respond to stress, when you're around stress, it really responds. And when we are in a healthier state of energetically, physically, and emotionally, and psychically, 
we are keeping ourselves healthier so that if we do get COVID, we're not going to get it, hopefully, to, we're not going to get it so that it becomes a devastating version of COVID. Right. Well, you know, one, one last question about COVID before we end with your, um, your meditation um, or there is quite a bit of people who have tested negative for COVID who have unconsciously been around COVID positive people, not just for a moment, but for living with them and being around them. Um, what what does what does energy the energy field or your experience of energy healing have to say about people who seem to be not picking up the viruses that are are going around in their environment because there are people who seem to be quote quote immune right. and there are those cases listen our bodies are different some people have very robust immune systems right mm -hmm. they do we know that and we know we can create a stronger immune system most holistic people say take your vitamin c take your echinacea take your zinc and, and, take your vitamin D and vitamin d those are the four b12 and um, B12, yeah. And all holistic doctors and practitioners will say, make sure you have them, you know, and if you're feeling a little bit like you're feeling down or your immune system a little cold, take them, it'll knock it out in a couple of days. Mm -hmm. Well, the same thing here with COVID, you want to keep your immune system up so that if you are around people who have it, your, um, your body can fight it off. Yeah, but, um, yeah that's yeah. what I would say. I think, I think that's really great advice, because um, I mean, this, this, pandemic has been quite interesting to live through and um, I think it's turned the corner but it's interesting because my doctors uh, they're always going I, I don't understand this is so interesting because in my medical chart um, I take no no medical drugs or prescriptions for anything I have absolutely um, no medical conditions or ailments I don't have I'm not I don't I don't have high blood pressure. There's absolutely nothing in my chart. The only thing in my chart is that I had that adverse reaction to just the flu shot, which was very interesting. And so, but other than that, I've, I have been vaccinated for the major stuff. Um, but that, for some reason, that puts me in the bucket where I don't get those vaccine privileges. I, I have to kind of go around those areas that um, have vaccine passports. So I'm in that small bucket of those people who are going to be quote quote marginalized in society and so if, in for those people um it, it brings up this conversation of how much do we start well i <clears throat> i predict because they're all all the drug companies are working 24 7 developing for, for people like you for and there's so many people that we know one like healing touch you can't get the vaccine who are mm -hmm. we want to keep you all healthy Oh, we're so already healthy. We're no, healthy. I mean, so we so we keep your immune system high. So we want there's going to be so many wonderful treatments coming down that they're working on, so that for people who can't get the vaccine, that they can get some other kind of a treatment that can be preventative. So that's what that's what I that's what I assume because I've been hearing about it. And also, you know, I don't listen to the I don't listen to the fear mongers when I'm looking mm -hmm. at something about this. I go to the CDC website. And mm -hmm. I read what they say about it because yeah. there's so much fear mongering out there that that is, is not speaking the truth. Yeah. Even the, CDC, on... even the CDC website recommends that there are going to be some people who have medical exceptions. Even yes, Dr. Exactly. Fauci said early on last year when they um, announced the pandemic, 
um, that there was going to be when they come up with a vaccine, there's going to be a small percentage of society that are exempt for whatever Absolutely. reason. And we, and we count that into the figure. Right. There so, are going to be people who are exempt and we're going to be, you know, keep your immune system high, keep eating right, keep sleeping right, keep eating, you know, keep your weight, keep, don't take sugar, <laughs> cut down on the sugar, you know, and do the energy practices to keep your energy up because we do know that stress and lower energies, it allows viruses to thrive. That's been yeah. studied by so yeah. many people. But before I give you the um, the little practice at the end that we talked about, I just want to share with your um, your viewers, your listeners, that um, that I'm giving two workshops coming up, and um, the website is onelighthealingtouch.com. So onelighthealingtouch.com, and in June I'm giving a, a two-hour workshop, June 25th. Mm -hmm. and on zoom and then the day of healing which is wonderful it's july 24th 11 to 6 eastern time and um and we teach the self-healing practices mm -hmm. we teach scanning we teach the nine point protocol and we teach scanning radiant and distant healing so it's it's quite wonderful i would love anybody who wants to come and anybody who emails me for a flyer anybody who says that they saw me on your program i'll give 15 dollars off so i'll be happy to do that but they have yeah. to mention that they saw me on your program yeah and, and the next yeah, and the next school that I'm holding starts in September, and it go, the school is one weekend a month. It's 14 days on Zoom, and it goes from September to January, one weekend a month. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot to choose from. So this oh, people would because this podcast is going to go on. This episode is going to carry on long before for a long time. So keep checking the website for new stuff. Yeah, and not only that, though, I mean, there's so many people, you know, as you mentioned, that are really devastated by COVID and the fear and the anxiety and the trauma that people, anybody who learns energy healing or the kinds of modalities that you're talking about, too, they need our help. Yeah. So if you want to learn yeah. this work to help others, it's a, it's a perfect time to do it. And Zoom it is. is a great way of doing it. And I found a number of people ask me and they say, how effective is Zoom for teaching energy healing. And I tell you, there's no time and space and spirit. Our students are able to do amazing healings on each other. And they learn how to do psychic drawings and see issues and where they are and whose energy it was and identify it. So it makes no difference. Even when we come back in person and I'll give in person mm -hmm. schools, I will right. probably every other year do a Zoom school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's a great way to just add it in because you can't cover everybody. There's people from other countries who are yeah, interested. Yeah, exactly. And... I mean, my school now, I have someone from Ireland, Alaska, I had four people from London. And in my next school in September, I have several people from Australia. So yeah. I love, yeah. So. Are you recording them too? You re are you recording them to put them in the library so that in no. the future? Oh, Penny, no. put them in. No. Consider it's putting a in the library. Much, it's very much of a live experience. And we it? like to keep it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, so everyone, that's a very robust discussion about energy healing and we relate to the current pandemic with COVID right now, regardless of what you um, decide to do for your personal health, we're giving you guys options and energy medicine, tapping into that healing field is something that the West is not very familiar with, but many people from um, Asia are familiar with these different modalities and they incorporate it with their current modern medic medical practices that they apply for wellness. So um, be open to it. And 
as um, as as we move forward, we know. I think everybody has learned so much more about viruses this last year than they ever had in their whole life. Um, we know that viruses mutate. Viruses, their their job is to mutate. They're trying to survive, and um, immunity is our superpower. So, incorporate energy medicine. Be open to it because it all helps and it all works yeah. really well. So, and Penny, I, you have. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I just want to mention before I do that. I just want to mention that my documentary. If your viewers are interested, my documentary is called "The Healing Field: Exploring Energy and Consciousness." It's on Amazon and it's on Gaia. And then book the book I did based on the documentary is this one. Uh, the healing field, exceptional healing practices to change your life. And it basically is filled with sound work and breath work and mental imagery and all kinds of different practices that people can use that they can use immediately to help themselves. So um, I just want to mention those two things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to guide your, your viewers, your yeah. listeners. Through yeah. this. Um, so this see, is, let's, this let's do it. So we're going to, we're going to do a quick uh, meditation that um, Penny's going to instruct. So Penny, you have the platform and when you're, when you're done, I'll, I'll pick up from there. Thank you. Um, anybody who wants to reach me, my email is pennylavin at gmail.com, P-E-N-N-Y Lavin at gmail.com. I'll send you a flyer on the workshops if you want. So this one, uh, so close your eyes, everybody, close your eyes and relax and breathe. And just let your breath go out slowly. Breathe in, long exhale out. Breathe in, long exhale out. A third time, breathe in, long exhale out. All right. So now I'd like you to see a beautiful cloud right above your head. Create a cloud, a beautiful cumulus clean white cloud and I'd like you to begin to tune in to all the stresses and worries and thoughts that are running around in your brain and breathe and release and send that mental energy up to the cloud breathe and release send all that extra mental energy into the cloud we use our brains a lot it's nice to relax and to release the energy again one more time breathe and release and one more time again, breathe and release, send all the stresses and thoughts running around in your brain, send them up to the cloud, breathe and release. And now I want you to send the cloud out the window up to the sun, let it be destroyed and recycled, send it away. And cut your grounding cord under your feet. We all have grounding cords that connect us to earth that we'd be sailing off into space. So cut your grounding cord. Take my word for it. Take, cut your grounding cord with your invisible knife or invisible feather and create a brand new grounding cord, any color, any texture you like from the bottoms of your feet and the bottom of your spine and send it down into the soil through the deeper layers of rock down through the tectonic plates and now anchor into the core of the earth. Send that grounding core down into the earth, send it down. And know and feel the power of gravity and magnetism pulling down on your grounding cord. 
And breathe and release. Send that grounding cord down. And now bring your awareness to your head. We're going to work our way down our body, releasing deeper tension and stress, starting with our head. Any tightness, any tension in your scalp, behind your ears, in your neck and your shoulders, move them in any way that you wish and breathe and release and let that tension go down the grounding cord, let it go. Don't worry about releasing your tension and stress or negative energy into earth. Mother earth just takes it as energy and she uses it to create new life. So just send it down. And now feel into your chest, your breast, your heart, your lungs, that whole upper chest region, anything that feels tight, any tension, breathe and release. Send it down the grounding cord, let it go. And now come into your midsection and lower torso, your belly, your abdomen, your hips, that whole lower torso region, tune in. Anything that feels tight or tense, breathe and release. Send it down the grounding cord, let it go. And now tune into your legs, your big thigh muscles and knees and calves and anything in your legs that feel tight or tense, any pain, any pressure, just breathe and release. And just let it go down the grounding cord, let it go. And scan your body now from head to toe and let your awareness go to whatever still feels a little tight and just gently ask that area to open and release. <sighs> Send it down the grounding cord, let it go. And now I'd like everyone to bring in a beautiful divine ball of light right above your head creator energy like the divine sun see it radiating and pulsating right above your head and bring it a little closer and say hello to that divine energetic and bring the divine light down and open your crown shock at the top of your head and let the divine light pour into your head and brain eyes let it flow down through your jaw and teeth and gums, down your throat, and down both arms and hands, palms up. Just let the light flow out your palms and hands. No effort. Invite it to flow, and it flows immediately. And bring your awareness now up to your upper chest. Let's bring that divine light through your heart and lungs. Any women in, who are listening, bring that divine light through your breast tissue, washing and cleansing your breast tissue. And now bring the divine light down into your midsection. And now down into your lower torso. Let it flow through your intestines and belly, all the lower organs and glands in the lower torso. <clears throat> 
And now bring the divine light down through your left leg, left thigh and knee and calf and foot into the grounding cord. And now do the same, bring some of the light down your right leg and thigh and knee and foot into the grounding cord. And just sit in this way, feeling the divine light pouring through you, filling in all those places that you first released it into the cloud, then down the grounding cord. And now you are filling with divine light, a very high energetic, just open to it and receive it. Give yourself permission to open and receive. And bring your awareness now to your hands. Let the divine light pour more out of your from your hands. And now put both hands on your torso, your left hand on your physical heart, your right hand on your heart chakra right next to it. And let that energy from your hands pour into your into that region in your chest. And just let it pour through your clothes and skin. Let that divine light just pour into that whole upper part of your torso. And breathe and open and receive. And breathe and open. And now put your hands back down again and drop down into your heart. Ask your heart to open like the petals of a flower. And ask your heart, what message do you have for me today, O heart of mine? Your heart is connected to your higher self right above your head. And ask your heart, what message, what would you have me know today in this minute? Keep it in present time. What would you have me know, O heart of mine? Listen for the answer. You might hear it immediately or you might hear it later. And we give thanks, O divine creator, for all that we are given in our lives. We give thanks for our blessings and our work and our families. We give thanks for the easy things. We give thanks for the hard things. They often teach us so much. We give thanks for this precious life. And we ask you to help us lead a lives for our highest good and lead a life so that we can help for the highest good of others. Help us bring more joy and light into our life, into our body, and out for others as well. Amen. And take a breath and open your eyes. How'd you like that? Oh, I love it. I love all meditations. Oh, good. Thank you. Um, That's a great way to, to, to close out with. So, Penny, thank you for adding to our candid discussion on energy healing and its profound effects that everyone can enjoy for themselves and learn. So, again, for more information about Penny and Ron's offerings, please visit their website, which is onelighthealingtouch.com. So thank you kindly to our listeners for listening to another enlightening conversation. Until next time, blessings. Thank you so much. I so enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. 
We hope you enjoyed this episode of Merkaba Chakras, where we talk Buddhism in the fifth dimension. For more information about today's guest, please go to the show description. For more information about Vaughn's metaphysical work, please go to MerkabaChakras.com. The views expressed today are for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily reflect the views of the host or replace any medical or legal advice. Don't forget to subscribe for more interviews about the fifth dimension. Until we meet again, blessings.